This is WMUA Amherst, and you are listening to... question quiz every Friday. Your grade is the average of all your quizzes, plus the midterm and final, which counts for one-third. Got it? Also, uh, there will be no eating. E-A-T-I-N-G. No eating in this class. You get used to doing your own business on your own time. That's one demand I make. Just like you wouldn't want me to come to your house some evening and discuss U.S. history on your time, understand? taken the time to print up a complete schedule of class quizzes and the chapters they cover. Please pass them to the desks behind. Back, back, back. Hello and welcome to Barbarian in the Valley. Your noon to two spot here on WMUA Amherst. And we are on the precipice. We are looking across that great basin of the Connecticut Valley. And we are ready to descend. That's right, we're ready to go down into that fertile and undefensible valley. Across the Connecticut any way we can off to the other side to reach those far mountains to get back up in the sky I am the BIQ I'm your barbarian in question and you because even if by accident you are listening you're my barbarian kin your family now incoherency is what we traffic in at least for the first hour though the second hour this week will be as coherent as we can be and has a new name. The second hour is part of Barbarian in the Valley, but is also called The Free Associates. That's right, The Free Associates. Now, each week we have a theme, of course. And this week the theme is... That's right, this week the theme is... Because school is in session. And summer's done. And yet Labor Day is yet to come. 
So, time is a wasting. Grab a walking stick and follow me. Come on down, watch your step. Don't fall off. Although, as Jack Kerouac said, you can't fall off a mountain, folks. So let's go to the show.
Now, when I worked in the high school down in Springfield, Mass, the High School of Commerce, we worked in teams. So all the same teachers would have the same 130 or so students. It was a really good system because we could kind of keep track of it. So the math teacher, the English teacher, science history would all have the same students. And we'd have one block a day where we would meet and discuss the students. And sometimes when we needed to bring a parent in, we would bring a parent in during that block. That was a time where we could all talk about how that student was doing. And so it was very efficient. It was an efficient way to talk to the parents. And we probably only did it maybe 10 or 12 times during the course of the year. And usually it was just us teachers. But every once in a while, we pulled in Coach. Now, Coach was a mountain of a man. I mean, he was huge. He was the football coach, but he was also the dean. He was the dean, which meant that he was in charge of discipline for the freshman floor. And I would say he was just okay at this. He, he was very relatable to the kids. The kids liked him. He was giant. Uh, he didn't move too fast. And sometimes he just kind of checked out. But overall, I like Coach. And we would bring him into some of the harder cases when we would meet with a parent and team. I remember this one time he came in. And he was talking about, you know, how to discipline a kid with all of us. And the parent was there. And he was talking about how he was a kid that had needed a lot of discipline. And he told us his story. And it was a very effective story. And as he was telling it, he kind of got these faraway eyes. You could tell it was real. And he basically told us this time that his mother canceled Christmas. That I think he was 9 or 10. And his mother just canceled Christmas. He was just sitting there with these kind of faraway eyes. He was like, one year, my mother, she just canceled Christmas. No lights. No Christmas dinner. No gifts. No stockings. No lights. You could tell that he was still basically traumatized by this year that there was just no Christmas in Coach's home that year. He seemed to just kind of go to his faraway place. But you know, when he came back to us, he really, um, he said how good it had been for him and how it kind of put him on the right track. It was a serious move. Mom had made a serious move. Like, you can't get more serious than that move, and she had made that move. And he attributes that to the moment where he really started to get his act together. And that worked really well. Like That was really well received by the parent and the team. And it was this kind of warm, cozy moment where we sat with Coach and his past trauma and his turnaround story, and it felt really good. But there was another time, the other time we called him in for this student, Malik, and this did not go quite as well. Malik's mom, she was this very dignified woman, and she had a really good composure and she had been helpful before. Like, we knew that this was a parent who was engaged. Like, we needed to bring her in because Malik was having trouble across the board, both academically and behaviorally. But she was helpful. Now, I don't know if Coach was just too confident from his last performance in our team about the Christmas stuff. And he was also kind of, like, preoccupied with something when he came in the room. But as soon as he came in the room, I was just like, this guy's coming in too fast. Like, he doesn't really know who he's dealing with. It's kind of like when you see a plane come down. And you're like, this plane's coming down too fast. 
this plane is going to run right off the runway. So even before Coach sat down, I could feel his speed was amped. And at one point, Coach says, where is he getting money for his clothes? It's a very much a non sequitur. And Malik's mom says, excuse me? And Coach says, where is he getting his money for his clothes? Now, no one in the room could tell exactly what he was asking. Like, there was definitely an insinuation there. And it wasn't clear to me whether Coach meant that she shouldn't be buying him nice clothes if he's doing bad in school, or if the insinuation was Malik selling drugs or getting money somewhere else to buy these clothes. Now, when you step in sh- it's really important to freeze at that moment. When you step in, you freeze, you unlace your shoe, and you take your shoe off. And then you take your shoe to the garden hose, and then you wa- you wash off, off the bottom of your shoe, and then you take it inside, and then you put soap on the shoe. Everyone steps in, but what you don't do is start walking around and actually seeking it out more. So she's basically like, excuse me? And coach doesn't really read that as, what are you, what are you saying here? And he kind of gets stuck on this, basically like, well, where's he getting his money to buy his clothes? And she's like, what does that mean? Where's he getting money to buy his clothes? And he says, are you buying, are you buying his clothes? And she's like, yes, I'm buying his clothes and his father's buying his clothes. What are you saying? And he was basically just like, well, I'm just wondering where he gets the money to buy his clothes. And all the teachers are just sitting there waiting for the moment to pass, basically. And really hoping that Coach would leave. And actually, Coach does leave. And we try to kind of salvage the meeting as best as we can. And afterwards, we tried to figure out what he was saying. And it never was clear. It was never clear. And we never invited Coach back again. Hey man, how's it going? Good, good, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good, I guess. Um, I, I just need a little help right now because, like, I've been having trouble kind of all summer with, like, it's like memory stuff has been kind of dropping out, but I, you know I have this radio show, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. In, like, it's Barbarian in the Valley, it's, it's been doing really well, it's like, yeah, more, more and more people are listening to it, and it's been great, you know? Like, at first, I was like, I didn't even, like, really... I, I had trouble even, like, remembering that I had a radio show, but then... So now so now I have this radio show. You know, I don't know if I'm... It's, like, a celebrity thing. I don't, I'm not saying, like, I'm a celebrity, but here's the thing. is like, all of a sudden, today, I found myself back at the high school teaching. Like... Yeah. Well, the yeah. No, I know it's the first day of school, but, like... uh this, I have a radio show, so, like, why would I be teaching still? Like, if I'm doing, like, if I'm doing well with the radio show, right, and, like, I'm, like, a radio personality, yeah. like, I thought that was it. Like, I don't, I, okay, but I don't really remember quitting my job. Like, so there is that. Like, I don't remember telling the high school I wasn't coming back. But, like, I do remember, like, having this radio show and it doing well, so I guess for some reason I thought I wouldn't be back at the high school, and now I'm back teaching classes, and I'm, like, I'm just confused. 
don't get it. Oh, well, you're, it's like a, a college radio show, though, right? Yeah, it's like college radio, yeah. It's like it's, it's a big, you know, it's a big college and it's a big station, so. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a ton of people listening, but, um, right. but it's not like a, a big gig or anything. It's. Oh, yeah, but I mean, well, I, okay. Yeah, I guess I get, I, I get your point. Like, but you know, it's on, it's podcasted, you know? So, like, I mean, as far as I know, there's five million people listening to, like, uh, I don't, probably not five million. Okay, but even, it like, say, be. well, it could be, I mean, say a million people are listening to the show. I mean, well, yeah. how is it? Okay, good. So, okay, thank you. So, how am I teaching still? Like, first uh, of all, I don't know that there's a million people listening to the show, but it's possible. And so, if there were, okay, then why would I still be, like, working as a teacher? It doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't even remember getting to the school this morning. Yeah, I mean, you're a teacher, and I mean the the, uh, the radio show. It's you know, it's sort of like a volunteer thing, right? But yeah, they, but you didn't sign a contract. Or no, anything. no, no, no. I get that. Like, I get that. Like, I'm not crazy. I don't think UMass is going to pay me to have the show, but you know, because it's online, and because like people will give money to people who do stuff. You know, if you get a following, like. I don't even know, like T-shirt sales or something, or Patreon. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't yeah. make sense that I'm doing so well as a radio personality, and I'm teach, I'm still in the classroom, and I'm just like kind of baffled by it. I'm a little disappointed. I don't remember getting to the school this morning, and then I'm at the school, and all of a sudden I'm in front of thirty kids. And you know, yeah, they're not treating me like a radio guy; they're treating me like a teacher, which I understand. Like I get it from their point of view. Like why would they? That's not a radio yeah. in a classroom, you know? Yeah, they may not know about that, I mean, fully. Well, it's funny because I mentioned it, right? You know, I just uh, kind of mentioned it, and I, like, looked to see if they their faces kind of, like, I figured they might say, yeah, yeah, we listen to the show, or, like, you know, maybe they're not that, but, like, their face would show some recognition, but, like, nothing. It's like they never heard that of that show. How is that possible? I I don't know. I think I don't know. Maybe they don't see you that way, you know. But they see you in the professional setting. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just like, what do I do tomorrow? Do I go back and teach, or do I like? Yeah, yeah, you gotta go back. Why? I think like, you gotta you gotta stick with that. But that feels like the wrong direction, you know. It's like you're telling me. You told me that. There's anywhere between one and five million people listening to the show right now. Why would I go back in that classroom? Um, yeah, man. Um, this is a. It's like, I guess this is tough. Um, it's tough. I mean, I, I mean listen, you you're a friend. To, I want you to tell me the truth, but I mean, do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, I don't I even mean, have lesson plans for the year because I thought the radio thing was full time. You know, it's not full-time. I get that, because it's only two hours a week. But it felt like full-time. I don't know, it was the summer. I, I think you got to focus on the teaching a little bit, you know? Maybe mm. you can let go of it at some point, but mm. maybe it was a little premature. I think it's too soon. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's time. Yeah, it's about the timing. It's a timing issue. But the park is still flooded, so you'll see kids out yeah. there again. Some of those kids today will be my co-hosts. Just like, <laughs> dude, you got the best girls ever, dude. Just like you pull in, and you just get spit right out of them. Spit right out of them. <laughs>
You just drop in, just smack the lip And after that, you just drop in Drop down, say bah Drop down, say bah Ride the barrel and get pitted Ride the barrel and get Ride the barrel and get pitted So pitted Ride the barrel and get pitted Ride the barrel and get Ride the barrel and get pitted So pitted You got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Spit right out of them. You just drop in, just smack the lip. And then after that, you just drop in. Drop down. Drop down. Drop down. Ride the barrel and get pitted. Ride the barrel and get Ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted, pitted, pitted. Ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted. beginning of ninth grade, a very special film was released upon the American teenage class. And that film was The Karate Kid, a tale of bullies and underdogs focusing on a character played by Ralph Macchio, an emigrate from New Jersey a tough Italian kid from the streets of Newark who found himself on the beaches of California falling in love with the wrong woman and attempting to fight his way into legitimacy with the use of karate. But in my own eighth grade to ninth grade self, I had no interest in him, but I developed very quickly fixation on his archenemy Johnny. I thought there was so much more soulfulness in Johnny. That Johnny was more than Ralph Macchio's character would ever be. And Johnny's style is a style I wanted for myself. I wanted to become a Johnny in my freshman year. Johnny, he wore a very specific piece of clothing that I identified with him. A pullover North Face fleece to be worn on the beach on a cool evening or even perhaps 
in the cool of the autumn that was about to descend on eastern Massachusetts. And that North Face fleece would stay out of reach for me for many years to come. But now all these years later, it's with so much satisfaction to watch the reboot of The Karate Kid, to have Johnny in the role of protagonist, and Ralph Macchio's character, whose name I've forgotten, be the menace. I entered freshman year, lost, and nothing got better for a very long time. No love interests, no academics to speak of. And I exited that year with a class rank of 290th out of 292 students. And now I walk the halls of a high school and on the first day, I try to remind myself, these young freshmen, in their own minds, are running a different film. And for some, not unlike myself, it's a film so far from them. And that is it. Barbarian in the Valley Hour 1 is done and gone. It's finished with. We're never returning to it. We have no responsibility for it. It happened. It's gone. It's past. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about it. And it is also time that we hike up now. That we move up the mountain. And if you follow me, I'll take you up to the very peak of the mountain. And I assure you on the other side of this mountain range, there's a view. There is a view of coherency, the likes that you have never seen. There is clarity and truth on the other side, because the second hour of Barbarian in the Valley is all about coherency and kindness and words that flow and make sense and follow one another. So, if you are inclined, and if you have the breath in your lungs, I ask you to follow me. Come up to the Barbarian lair that is on the other side of the valley. Steal yourself, my friends. I am the B.I.Q. I am your barbarian in question. And if you are my barbarian kin, as you say that you are by listening, then you will follow me up. And stay tuned for the next hour. Because Jeremy Whalen's orange van is descending on the campus. And it is anyone's guess what illegal parking space he will occupy. Find out in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 